do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention, well, five topics, five minutes, again, huh? five points of contention. Like really I'm Zach Harper. This is just more work for Andrew Schlecht, who is producing. Coming up on the show, second round preview, a new CBA, Trey Young's Tears, Battle for LA, and Sleeping on Spida. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel by searching The Athletic NBA Show, or you dummy, you're on YouTube right now. You're watching us. Just click uh, somewhere down there. Just click it. Hit subscribe. Also subscribe. Speaking of that, the bounce free NBA newsletter to your email box every single morning, Monday through Friday. I don't know, around like 10 a.m. Eastern time. Marcus, I know you're getting up 7 a.m. Pacific to get that bounce. It's I mean, my God, do we have a billion subscribers already? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell the metrics on that. one. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Do you read? Absolutely. Every morning. Hmm. What was the su- subject this morning? I just walked onto this podcast. It was about Victor Wembanyama. Why would you tell me knowing I'm going to read? Like, I'm a yeah, reader. What about him? It's Wednesday when we're recording this. Happy Wednesday. I know you've known that every Wednesday we have Happy Wednesday. It's a Actually, crazy no, it wasn't. It was, it was Embiid, wasn't it? I remember that. Many subjects. You I gotta saw subscribe to find out which ones. I saw it in my email, but mm. it was Embiid. It wasn't no Wimby. Stop hey it. Hey guys, today, April 6th, National Burrito Day. Marcus, what's in your go-to burrito? Very little. Meat, cheese, rice, lettuce. All Meat, eat. cheese, rice, lettuce. No beans? Nah. Okay. I'm, I don't mind beans, but if I'm just you know picking my ideal burrito, what's the what what what's the choice of uh, of burrito meat that you're throwing in there? It, it varies by day. It depends on what yeah. type of healthy mood I'm in. If I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be healthy at all, let's get some steak. If I'm trying to Ooh. you know play it well, like, yeah, I want a little bite, but you yeah. know what I'm saying, then get some chicken. If I'm yeah. on like my little thirty minute pescatarian kick because mm. you know that's what I need, then I have to go. I shrimp. don't like fish in a burrito or shrimp. It, it's weird. Yeah, it's, like it's, no. it's, the shrimp has to be really good. Yeah, right? it's, it's gonna be have to be so. some kick it's to it. Catchy, but I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I prefer I vacillate between steak and chicken basically. Jay, I go with I gotta get some barbacoa, some okay. of them pinto, pinto beans. All right. Some cheese. I assume we're yeah, just talking Chipotle at this point. He's a mass <laughs> murderer. Cheese. Pinto beans. Avocado. Pinto beans. Yeah. You got to go with the, the queso. Killer. You got to pay the extra for the queso. Mm. Get that, that out That is a fact, by the way. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're a But man. he's absolutely just talking about Chipotle. That's 100% all he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's the only that's, burrito he's ever that's had. That's on my mind right now. Well, I've had other burritos. This is Massachusetts living right yeah, here. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is... <laughs> You don't know about this California burrito, man. Hey, I got, I got, I got. You're I, talking I mean, to a man who's Jay. had so many burritos in his life. This is going to hurt, Jay, but the barbacoa at Chipotle is not like the universal barbacoa. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I also like a breakfast burrito. Nothing wrong. Sure, you go right? to a spot a and you have a breakfast barbacoa, burrito. It's going to be much different. You got you to have hash browns in the breakfast burrito. It's the only time potatoes yeah. and burritos fine. Shot, shots at, at San Diegans who put Whoa, french fries you don't and burritos. Like the, you don't like the french fry in the burrito? No. Nah. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. mm, sometimes That's a mistake. 
That's a mistake, my friend. Uh, by the way, the correct answer was Al Pastor. Al Pastor should be all up in that burrito. Oh, my God. It's the best one. What's wrong with you guys? Only if it's made well. well I Tough mean, week for San Diego. That, I mean, it's hard to mess up chicken. What are you talking about? Made the national I mean, championship game? That's a tough I mean, week? We've got, we got Marcus talking about their burritos. We got mm. San Diego State just getting trounced by UConn in the national championship game. Yeah. So. I had Massachusetts do. Let's move on. In this corner, the most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went two and twenty-three. Is that what you're pointing at? It's an audio medium. Skidmore. Skidmore college baby. He writes Celtics. He reps Kings, and he still believes in Aaron Kraft, Kevin Pitsnoggle. And who was that guy? Wojo. Who was the Wojo for Duke? Well, he believes in him too. Steve Wojciechowski. Ride with him on Peloton at the Kid the God. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay, our own James Edwards III, wrote about autograph seekers and how they know where to be, which begs the question, what is the best autograph that you have? I'm a grown man. I was born a grown man. I have never asked anybody for an autograph in my mm. entire life. I did give an autograph, though, one time because yeah, a lot. I was at the Basketball Hall of Fame on the same day that the UNC basketball team was there and yeah. I was tall enough that some like five-year-old thought I was on the North Carolina basketball team they thought I was like Serge Wicker or something and you, wrote, uh, you're, you signed it Sean May <laughs> Raymond Felton yeah so oh, I did man. sign an autograph that day because I didn't want to break some little kid's heart who thought I was on the UNC basketball team in this corner, the most versatile media member the Bay's ever seen. Three books, long titles, buy them in bookstores. Every single one of them. He's the friend from Frisco, the bro from Berkeley, the sauce in Sausalito, the media in Alameda, the AO in Vallejo, the Petty in Petaluma. He's the OG from Oakland's Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, what's your best autograph? I'm trying to think of a book somebody signed for me. Uh... Mm. Jamel Hill's book. Jamel Hill's okay, autograph yeah. is in my book. I, I, I'm more of an author know. autograph junkie. Yeah. I don't really do athlete autographs. It's not I've, really a big deal for me. I've only got gotten one autograph in my life, and I felt um, I felt pressured into asking for it. I was in spring training. I don't know. This might have been 1999, and walked in an area I wasn't supposed to um because the security was really light and went like turned a corner and marquise grissom was right there and we started talking and wow. he was kind of like he, he's like i gotta go you guys want an autograph and i was like ah yeah you can't and say so no he, at that point yeah so he like no. so he like grabbed a ball and he signed it and he handed it to me and i was like all right that's nice but like i don't feel like i sought after an autograph there you know i i, I zach would understand this jay because we're journalists but i made the cardinal sin of asking a player for an autograph while I was an intern. <laughs> oh no. I, I didn't know. As you know, it was the one guy yeah. I got excited about it was Mark McGuire. I, you know, mm -hmm. I grew up an Ace fan. This was yeah. during 98. This was the summer oh, chase. Steroids, baby. And I was an intern. Yeah. And I was like, Mark McGuire, can I have your autograph? And the, uh, the other reporter who was like, you know, schooling me was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> like, he, he gave me the sternest lecture. You can't yeah. do that. I was I like, was I was, I was 17 when I got Marquise Grissom. No, I was a good 21 years old. Yeah. I was fully grown. Like I could fight in the war and everything. Mm, yep. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a that must have been not the, proud moment. The the reporter who was your your mentor or whatever, whoever was walking around with you must have been that was a tough moment for, for that person. 
Bruh, he spent the next the rest of the day like <laughs> explaining it to people like I was some kind of like wow. starving kid from Africa. Like, yeah, you know, he's just yeah, we're we're trying to work with him. We're, tr- we're trying to work with him. Take reporting stuff way too seriously. And that oh, is nice. like a line that Nah, he was the, cool, but his the face media said it all. Allow to be crossed. Let's just I mean, be Zach, honest. he looked at me like, "Oh no, you can't." Look, I was like, "Oh wow." There's a lot of issues with media, but the worst we've ever been is sports media celebrating spotlight winning an Oscar because we're like journalists. I was like, "We write about trades." What are you doing? We did like, that. that. Yeah, yeah. Man. Who did that? I'll tell you. Who did that. That. I'll tell it's you. a good movie though you can guess it though good flick it's a it's movie fine. to let me know i'm I a would, sports writer yeah i would never <laughs> i would never watch it again can it be a great movie if you'd never watch it again i've, I've watched, watched it like a 10 number times. of times yeah i was good at one it's great That's for one. my class okay there you go all right yeah. let's start the clock second round preview tuesday night the sixers beat the celtics 103 101 joel Embiid. goodness 52 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks, 20 of 25 from the field, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. He was plus 17 in a game. His team won by 2 points. Doc Rivers, after the game, declared, there are so many things that we did wrong, but what we did right was Joel Embiid, and the MVP race is over. Really. Tonight, we couldn't make shots. We had guys with open shots. The man just scored half our points in an NBA game. Doc, maybe a little biased, but there's no doubt. Big win for the Sixers. Maybe doesn't mean anything for the standings, but that psychological edge they might have in case they face the Celtics in the second round. So, Jay, are you buying the Philadelphia 76ers as a threat? I still don't buy the 76ers as a a real threat. I don't. They just, it took 52 points and a Literally, uh, just about a perfect game from Joel Embiid, and they still almost lost to a Celtics team missing Jalen Brown and Robert Williams at home. As soon as Joel Embiid went out, the Celtics went on like 7-0, 8-0 runs both times. As soon as he sat out, it was just an utter disaster. Their supporting cast could not shoot, could not create, could not do much of anything. That said, that said, that man he was was out of control that was one of the best performances i have ever seen i don't know what you're supposed to do with a man who is seven foot two 300 pounds and making mid-range jump shot after mid-range jump shot that are all super contested and if you get too close he's gonna draw a foul and if you don't get too close he's gonna make the shot and then when you send a double he picks you apart, finds P.J. Tucker in the corner three straight times and gets an assist three straight times for three threes that basically won the 76ers a game. It was just about as perfectly as as someone could play basketball, and he was doing it against all really good defenders. It was Al Horford, Grant Williams. I guess Luke Cornett doesn't really count as like that the doesn't best count. individual no, he's not, defender. He's not I was sure going to say, but let's go ahead. <laughs> but – but a lot of those buckets were just like impossibly tough on very good defenders who have typically played him pretty well. He he touched God for a little while. He touched God. Marcus, are you buying the Sixers as a threat to the Celtics? No. Wow, guys, <laughs> come on, man. Joel Embiid might Joel be the MVP. Embiid. He might have wrapped that shit up last night. Here's all we need to know about this performance. How many times did he get doubled? 
Good question. Every highlight was like, yo, one on one. They were perfectly fine letting him be get 50. It's an actual game plan. All right, go one on one. Don't foul him like crazy and just let him try to beat you. And they still almost won the game. I mean, he this is going to get him the MVP probably, but it probably should be the opposite. I mean, Jay just Whoa. said he touched God and they almost lost. He was plus name, 17. Name another player. No, no, like if 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 Giannis has a moment where he touches God, game's over, buddy. It's it's I mean, absolute destruction. Yeah. I don't know what he's supposed to do I don't if, know he's if, it, plus, I don't know. if he's plus 17 in a game that they win by two. So to you, me, but, I, think but I, I think he's that's, MVP, I, I think and maybe Daryl Morey is least valuable not executive. MVP, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I do feel like, and you know, we've watched this with Harden, there is a part of basketball that says you can hamper your teammates by going one-on-one every single time down. There Are has to be something up? about yeah, yeah, making your teammates better. Like so, some of it is like, yo, these dudes aren't that good. But the other part is, how can I be that good hey. when my guys going one on one every single time now? But in fairness, twenty for twenty five is That's incredible. Ridiculous, man. Like like that dude was cooking. <laughs> like it was crazy. By the way, Giannis Giannis had 50, 14, and five blocks in an and NBA Finals lost. game. They won by seven. You know, oh, in the final, but that's finals. That's different. How's that? We're talking playoffs, man. No, we're not. We're talking like right before oh, the playoffs. Oh, the playoffs have already begun. Uh, I mean, I, I understand. Like, I get, I'm not blaming him for that, but I, when a team can say, you know what, let Joel and B get his, I'm, that is more of an indictment on Maury than it is on, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm buying the Sixers as a threat here to the Celtics, which I know it's never really been the case in this era, but um, Embiid has never been very good in the playoffs, right? He's had one great series against Atlanta, which they lost, by the way, a great series against Washington. It was Washington. And then everything else is kind of in and out. He's sick. He's hurt. He's, his face is broken, whatever. And I kind of think like this is the year that Embiid finally has that monster playoff run. And if that happens, I don't know if the Celtics can handle him. That might be, it might be a bunch of games that look like this. But he's he's gonna have to do this consistently. Yeah, he's gonna it have to do it on game. both ends. Yeah. And if you have to do yes, that much over a seven game series, series if he, okay, if you have average is fifty, you'll buy it. <laughs> but if you have to do that much over a seven game series and work that hard, and the Celtics or whoever else will put him in every action to try to tire him out. Yeah, like that's just so oh. much to put on one guy, and especially one guy who weighs three hundred pounds. Like that's just really Marcus. Really tough. I know what's happening here. Jay knows the strategy. Celtics let him have that one. They 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 tricked him into a false. Yeah, I mean, sense you don't of want to show your hand. Yeah, you, you can't show saying? your hand. Yeah, all right, all right. Think, I buy. All right, Celtics. I think everyone is going Celtics to do that. Joe, that is no yeah, Joe no, Mazzulla was born at mm-hmm. night. No but inside information. Take two. Rejoice. There's no work stoppage. Oh, guys, the players and the players' association reached a tentative deal on a new CBA. Two sides announced in the wee hours of Saturday morning. All the details have not been released yet, but let's let's go through a few of the uh, the new provisions. You give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, audibly, of course. Not on. I mean, yeah, we are on video, but this is still mostly a, an audio podcast. So Jay, we'll start with you. 
NBA players will be allowed to invest in NBA and WNBA teams via an NBPA selected private equity firm. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that one. Thumbs up. Who 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 cares? And it'll it'll help the players. <laughs> They'll feel happy about that. So yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, Marcus. Thumbs up or thumbs down on players being able to invest in teams. Th- thumbs up for sure. Uh, okay. I'm all for a circumvent the salary cap. Absolutely. That is 100% what is happening here. It's just a circumvention of the salary cap. In a, it's something that does not benefit fans at all. You like, just does not going to have so much, so much heat stock. Is there like a, will there be like an S&P 5? Like, yo, there has to be. Don't, 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 to be. Yo, don't put me, my, the teams I've invested in better not be like Charlotte, Indianapolis. Mm, like, no, nah, man. No, it's got to be. <laughs> It would have to be your own team, right? What if someone moves that investment to something before free agency starts? Then we know. What if you then got? We know I mean, it has to be covered, right? You can't know what team you have. It's probably got to be like a group of teams, I, I guess, or I maybe it's know. all you, maybe a division. Oh, you got the Northwest, you know? It will know <laughs> if do start like tanking games. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, Josh Giddy can't play against the Pistons. We're like, okay, we know what's going on with Josh Giddy's hey, investment. Man. Hey, hey, hey walk off Detroit, man. Y'all get that Wimby. We need, we need, we need that Wimby, baby. <laughs> all right, Marcus, thumbs up or thumbs down. Players must play at least 65 games to be eligible for major individual league awards, such as MVP and all NBA recognition. Thumbs up. This is my, this is my wow. thumbs up, non you Two thumbs up, yeah. That's for the YouTubes. For the YouTubers, yeah. I mean, I would have been fine with 60, but I'm okay with a little hard line stance. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, you know, what, 17 games? That's enough to say you've missed. Uh, Yeah, it it only makes sense. Uh, It's going to inevitably lead to somebody having the most incredible season with 63 games. Oh, I can't We're going to go nuts. I hope it happens next season. I hope it happens next season. Absolutely. (laughs) Somebody's going to go absolutely nuts. Be like, hey, you played 63 games. Average 46 and like like, (laughs) on 60% for the field. be like, sorry, man. You played 63 games. You're ineligible. Uh, Jay, thumbs up or thumbs down for the 65 games? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. This this has always been something that voters have taken into account. There's going to be a case where, like Marcus said, someone's going to play 63 games and be so much better than everyone else, and now he's just not going to be on All-NBA, which can, in a lot of cases, determine people's contracts. And this is just putting a Band-Aid on a major issue, which is that players don't play enough games, and they sit Mm -hmm. out all the time, and it's just the... They are trying to fix this problem with something that will not fix the problem at all. And, it's a thumbs and, up, man. What are you talking about? Yes, we they we just the voters need to find could, a different way to do. We this. the voters they need could to find do this before, way. but now it's like telling the players, like, no, you have to. Before it was like, oh, well, now you can just blame the media. Oh, you didn't vote for me, even though I played sixty-two and games. Also, now it's official. And we only use that to justify who we want to vote for anyway. It's not like yeah, we're actually Rudy Gobert got defensive player of like, the year playing 56 games a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, we're like, just it's, like, yeah, eh, it's, when, yeah. when it's convenient, we grab mm-hmm. that reason. But mm-hmm. we're not like using yeah. it. I got to be honest, I probably won't even look at the games played now. It's just whoever's eligible or not eligible. I won't be like, oh, this guy played in four more games or six more games or whatever. That's just me, though. All right. But, uh, what if they, you know, use some J. King solutions? Would it be better then at that point you really wouldn't have an excuse not to play 65 mm. games i think it should be 80 play 80 or you're not eligible how about that 
Hmm? Go real hard line stance. You get two games a year. You get to miss. PTO they better time. not be load manager. They better be ACL or something. Just give these guys right. PTO days. Veteran extension limits will increase from 120% to 140%. Jay, do you care? So the, the whole... First of all, this is neither thumbs up or thumb, thumbs down. I, I, guess, I guess it's thumbs up. The bigger okay. issue is so why are we restricting up. the kinds of extensions teams can give out? If you're extension eligible, why can't you just sign for the entire max? Why are is your next extension dictated by the last contract oh, you signed? Jay, you poor I, sweet fool. You have no idea. They don't actually want to curb player movement. They want to make sure, though, that that summer where everyone everyone's paying attention to the transaction, that shit still matters. That's why. I'm just saying, this is... I hate that your next extension is dictated by the contract you signed last time because then you just outplay your contract and you can't sign an extension. You can't give yourself that job security like other guys can just because you're too good for it. Like I, it doesn't make sense to me. But Marcus, thumb, thumbs up or thumbs team? down? I'm thumbs up. Anything that gets old heads more money, I'm with it. So Chris Paul. So you're here for Chris Paul. Because I feel like that's the only person this is for right now. <laughs> nah, come on. Let's get uh, Jamal Crawford back in the league. He'd come back for oh, 140. I'd love for Jamal to be back. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Nah, he's too good on TV. But, like, yeah, you got to keep the old heads in the, in the league, man. Like, mm-hmm. give, them a little, give them a little more change. Let them stick around. This can't be all 21 and unders. Uh, it, advice for TNT. Jamal, when he's talking, should be dribbling a basketball. Why? Because best show on TV. If he's if he's just casually like just dribbling basketball, doing a little move here, it's like when you're talking to your friends after a game, right, or before a game. Like walking just kind of standing around. Uh, yeah, just kind of standing around, messing around with the ball. That's what Jamal should be. Jay was the dude what, who was you, doing that, and the ball always ended up in the street. Ended up in the street, and like, oh, hold on, hold on, like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, that was Jay every time. Yeah. You you See know it handle. hurts Jamal to not have a basketball for as long as he's on TV. A hundred percent. Yeah, to be. A, to not have one in his hands for an hour yeah. or two hours or however long he's he on might set. Have been born like, that just kills him. You know it does. <laughs> Last one. The new CBA will add a second tax apron that when reached will eliminate a team's taxpayer mid-level exception. Marcus, hey, this affects me, the Warriors. Thumbs up or me, thumbs down? Let me let me get my daughter. I need some more thumbs down. <laughs> oh, wow. I need, I need two more thumbs <laughs> wow. down. You know what this is? This is... Small markets who don't want to compete, don't want to mm-hmm. pay money, trying mm-hmm. to change the rules. It is mm-hmm. unbelievable to me mm-hmm. that these bigger markets actually allowed it. And it's in, even more insane to me that they still don't understand they are eventually hurting themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, your son, you're, so you're a maniac. You it's just set so yourself stupid. up to not be able to pay all your young players. Like, it's it's the one wild thing about sports that I just don't understand. English Premier League has this figured out. Like if you ain't got the money, you're gonna be you're gonna be mid tier for yeah for perpetuity if you don't want to break bread and get you some players. And the NBA just keeps creating rules to keep alive these mid markets, and nobody cares. They just don't care. I'm sorry, Tyrese Halliburton is great until. The Pacers get like a squad we could get behind. We just won't mm. care. They'll be a nice, good team, but they got to play ball. So I don't understand why we're hurting Steve Ballmer because somebody else don't want to pay money. I don't know why they signed up for this, but hey, you go ahead and you have your Midwestern Barnyard Basketball League because that's exactly what you want. So nobody has to spend wow. any money. 
Wow, shots fired. Jay, thumbs up and thumbs down before we move on. I'm with Big Mark on this one. Why Why are we restricting teams that want to pay money from paying more money? If you have the loot and you want to use it, that's a competitive advantage. That should always be a competitive advantage. And if you're a poor owner, if if you're an owner who doesn't want to spend this money, go go do something Sell else. The Don't team. be in basketball. They're all worth billions. Sell it. Goodbye. Like, what are you talking about? Mike, Mike, how much is Mike about to get? If he sells the Hornets, like, come on. So, like, it's crazy. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we're talking L.A. basketball. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Take three. Battle for Los Angeles. Oh, the Lakers and the Clippers faced off Wednesday night in L.A. Lot on the line. What a game it was. Huge win. Huge win. What a game it was. L.A. took it home. These two SoCal teams, <laughs> they were tied at 41 and 38, sitting sixth and seventh in the West. But, but you, now one of them you, got 42 you know, wins. You know what happened. Man. You know what happened last night. That was um, tough for you, Jay, huh? That L.A. battle, man. But we knew going yeah. in, the Clippers Clippers held the, the tiebreaker at 3-0, you know? And now we know what it is after that one game. Lakers. Hey, did you see LeBron, though? Lakers have taken a. I couldn't I believe what I, he did. I, I, what did he play? He played, right? He was, he was back to back. He might have sat out. I don't know. No, no, he played. Yeah, I know. He played. Oh, man. No, LeBron was great, man. Uh, these two teams, different paths post All Star break. Lakers were 27 and 32 before it. Clippers were 33 and 28. And now look at them within a game of each other. Fighting with the Warriors. For Fighting the, with the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> trying to hold off. Trying to hold off New Orleans and Minnesota and all those other teams, too. Uh, with only a couple of games left. Trying to get to see who the sixth seed is, who gets relegated to the play-in tournament. We recorded this on Wednesday, but we still we still know what happened last night, man, with that uh, incredible, incredible battle between the Lakers and the Clippers. So let's not factor in last night's game. Just going into the game, guys. Jay, which team do you feel more confident in when it comes to the postseason and having success, the Lakers or the Clippers? I cannot believe I'm about to say this. You're going to, though. You're going to. I can't. I can't. I am Boston, so stunned. Boston, get ready. Boston, get ready. Get the, the Lakers. Forks. The it's Lakers. Sacrilegious. The, the, the Lakers, Boston. The oh, Lakers. my God. I had, I had no belief in this team whatsoever. I still don't really have much belief. But they've done more to make me believe in them than the Clippers. Anthony Davis wow. has been fantastic. Wow. LeBron James is back. Their defense has been really somehow good lately, despite having a number of guys I would not consider good defenders at all. Mm -hmm. Austin Reeves has 
really emerged as another threat for them. I I don't fully buy into the Lakers. I don't think they're going to go on some magical playoff run. But compared to the Clippers, who continue to be the most disappointing team of the last like four years, I I'm starting to believe in the Lakers. Marcus? Yeah, it, this is an easy one, I feel like, which is a wild thing to say because some of these Lakers players are like, they're notoriously like disappointing, right? Dennis Schroeder's playing his yeah. ass off. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like, these dudes are like balling. And, and Anthony Davis is, he's a mon, it feels like he's decided, yo, I'm one of the best players in the league. I'm about to show you. Mm-hmm. But all of this means, I think going into the playoffs, Lakers. I have a sneaky suspicion, though, that once the playoffs hit, <laughs> it's going to be a little different. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, they literally, you see, they almost tricked off that game in Utah. I mean, they, they tried, tried to, to they Lakers tried that to, day. Yeah. They tried to Lakers that day. They have the momentum. They have the schedule. Mm-hmm. They have a weird balance as a team. Like, they could play multiple ways. They could go big with, like, Bryant and, and AD and just kind of beat you up. Austin Reeves, most most improved player, clearly, easily he's taking the title at the end. Maybe MVP. I don't know. He might be well, MVP knows? at yeah, the he's end. Right who there. Knows? He's Jay's MVP. But let's, I could let's talk. There's still there's still a little part of Lakers where it's like you want to trick this off so bad, and they Guys, might be setting us up for it. T- no one believes in the Clippers anymore. But I kind of think this I is their year. I believe. You think what? What makes you think this is their year? Because no, because everyone's no one's saying anymore like look on paper look at the on paper this well, you know why that. because we've actually seen them for three Dude. years four years Hold whatever paper, it is Kawhi, paper, we've seen Kawhi, them like the paper on fire Kawhi yeah, compost, looks baby. incredible Kawhi's been mean good anything, he hasn't though. missed games like he looks incredible Russ redemption story Russ has been unbelievable for them they just need to get Paul George back healthy which if they avoid the playing tournament they'll have an extra we could rest. And they can do that. Guys, believe in the Clippers. Tell me right now. Hell no. All right. Hell well, no. Coming up after the break. Bring me your tears. And we're back. Take four. Tears in Atlanta and Minnesota. <laughs> I guess that is what happens when doves cry, you know? <laughs> you know, Mark? You know? I'm with you. Minnesota, Minnesota Prince, I'm with you. Tears, yeah. All Man, right. You can't tell Jay. You gotta let him go home and study. Our own Seth Partner releasing his pre-playoff tiers at the Athletic on Wednesday. He released his tier three players, which included Kyrie, Jalen Brown, SGA, Jaron Jackson Jr., Draymond Green, and more. Most players in this tier yeah, haven't changed from the 2022 season, but two players have: Trey Young and Rudy Gobert. Both players deviate from most because they dropped a tier players like Chris Paul they drop a tier and it's like yeah man it's old but Young and Gobert still in their primes Rudy's 30 this year Trey not even in his prime yet he's 24 years old it's not really that surprising though not many would contest that those two should be knocked down a peg unless you live in Atlanta or Minnesota so Marcus let me ask you this have Trey Young and Rudy Gobert actually declined here or are we just sick of their situation? I'm going to go with the latter. 
Mm-hmm. Not not 100%, maybe 20 and 80. Oh. I, I don't think Trey has declined. I do think Rudy's declined a little bit. More so, not that they've declined. I think the league has kind of said, we have a we have a plan for you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, you could, you, we know what you're going to do, and we could do something about it. I just think, like, and I, I'm I'm with I'm with uh, Seth on this big time. Like, there's being great at it, and then there's being great at it and producing victories, <laughs> and what they do respectively isn't producing the victories you would think it does, and, and right. to me that hurts them. Like, I, I do feel like Trey Trey's game is built for postseason, right? It's you know situational. It's Let's get Benson's on him. Let's get yeah, Benson yeah, shut shutting down. <laughs> Jay is see, Jay is not happy. In the Jay first is not round happy. Playoffs last year. No, what? but I'm, I'm thinking like the year before <laughs> that. that though, he Jay. was incredible. He was incredible in the playoffs yo, before that. Yo, he had he your beat, Philadelphia 76ers reeling. He went four he for eighteen. Beat a in the mediocre game seven. Knicks squad, <laughs> and then he beat a broken 76ers squad. And then last year he could Ooh, not even four. get okay. A, now, a separation name, name from the a, Miami Heat. Name another player. That's what I'm saying. I think the league has said, "All right, Trey, we know what to do with you." And now he's got to get through that to produce mm-hmm. wins. But I mean, have we seen Luca do what Trey did? Make the conference finals? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he can't do it. Yes, we certainly have. And he looked a lot better doing it, too. He didn't need no, Ben Simmons short now. Lucas 6'8". Get out of here. Y'all... Y'all love hating on Trey. Trey's a baller. Well, I don't. I, I don't agree. Thi- I, agree. I don't think we're. I, I don't think low. we're grading Trey on a curve now. Of like, oh, he's six and, one, but you know, we'll bump him up a few points because of that. And no, he, but it's just, harder to do what he does. That's just that's just actuality. That's, yeah, it's why Gabe Vincent shut him down because because <laughs> his height because it's harder to do what he does. But my point is, so when he does actually do it, you can't be like, oh, it's nothing. Like, no, like, yo, it's it's hard. Sure. But they sucked this year. No, so. no, no. I understand that. But so you can't be like, oh, Gabe Vincent shut him down. He's nothing. But I then when it's somebody else, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't it doesn't count. He just did this. Like, no, nah, he beats I can't believe I'm gonna say I can't believe what I'm gonna say what I'm about to say. I can't believe I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. So Schleck, make sure to edit this out of the podcast. Jay, please save this conversation. This first of all, <laughs> I mean, Trey is not built for the playoffs. Trey built is built for to, it, baby. He's he's built to miss built. the playoffs. <laughs> I think he's built for the midseason tournament. I think he's going to be great built in the midseason tournament. He, he's built to miss the playoffs. This is this is one of the worst defenders in the entire NBA. It's one of the time. That's time you can be absolutely the best. diced up. The he he clearly guys don't love playing with him. Guys don't love being in the locker room with him. Coaches have had trouble connecting with him. Um. The one thing about his game itself that's kind of disappointed me is that he hasn't become a better three-point shooter. I I thought he had a chance to become like a, year, yeah. a Dame-type three-point shooter where he's taking high volume and making a ton of them, but instead he still takes a ton. He's at like 33-point-something percent. He flings up he's, shots. He's, he's taking a fewer, though. That are kind of settling. And, and obviously there's been, a, there's, be been a lot of, <laughs> there's been a lot of change. Um, like bringing in Murray, that that's different. He hasn't become a guy who, who's capable of playing off the ball. He doesn't use all his skills to help his team out. I just there's a lot about Trey Young's game that just 
kind of bothers me. Um, he's he's uh, look, personal. all those are it's valid personal. criticisms. He's personal. he's still an unbelievable offensive player. He's career personal. thirty, or he's a career twenty-five and nine. And he's he's a spectacular passer. Like he's I don't he's like a, his hair. he's very that's good. That's what it is. Y'all hating. Crazy he's very that's, good. No, Marcus, that's not fair. I would never call that hair. <laughs> Come on, man. What? What happened? The monster. Take five. Monster albatross in the locker. <laughs> Sleeping on Spider. Tuesday night, Donovan Mitchell secured his fourth consecutive 40-point game with 40 points on 14 to 25 from the field. He's averaging over 30 points per game post-All-Star break, fourth overall behind Embiid, SGA, and Lillard. Our own Kelsey Russo writes about expectations for Mitchell coming into the season. Quote, when the Cavs made the blockbuster trade for All-Star guard Donovan Mitchell last September, Coach J.B. Bickerstaff spoke with people who knew Mitchell before he arrived in Cleveland. One of those people gave Bickerstaff a simple message. They said to me, he's going he's gonna be really good all season, but just wait till April. Mitchell's 40-point barrage has helped push the Cavs to 50 wins, something they hadn't done since the 2018 season. Cavs number one in defense, second overall net rating, offense is seventh, one of three teams to have a top 10 offense and top 10 defense, the Celtics and Sixers being the other two. With all that said, Jay. Are we as an NBA community sleeping on what Mitchell and the Cavs have done this season, or do we think this is going to go the way of the Jazz? No, I I think I don't think it's I think it can be both, right? Like mm-hmm. the Cavs have had an unbelievable year. Everyone acknowledges they've had an unbelievable year. Everyone looks at Donovan Mitchell and sees that he's put together the best campaign of his young season. He's been extremely efficient on three-pointers to add to all the dangerous ways he beat you before and at the same time acknowledge the team does not have enough to make a deep playoff run in a tough Eastern Conference they don't have the wing scoring they don't have the the level of depth that the other teams the other top teams in the East do Donovan Mitchell like he's had some amazing playoff runs individually where he's scored a ton of points and absolutely been astonishing he also played the the worst defense i've ever seen in a series that included luka Doncic in it last year against the mavs like was literally the worst defense i've ever seen i'm gonna give him a pass for that one because he clearly hated everyone he was he was he was done he was checked out (laughs) and maybe maybe you shouldn't give him a guy a pass for just like Jaylen quitting Brunson on his team didn't even put a move on him it was just a direct dribble he's gone way by him uh, yeah well i mean okay, Jalen brunson though we'll give him a pass but he's it's just that team doesn't have enough playmaking creation around him i don't know man you, Darius garland's really good what are you talking about but all you have to do is stop those two guys no one else on that team can that's dribble. 50 uh, points Oh, Karis LeVert can dribble. I, you're you're off on this. Cavs you want Karis LeVert to dribble because then he's going to do some dumb stuff. The Cavs are very good. They're I just very remind good. everybody. I'm just saying that Dylan Brooks is one of J King's favorite players, and he just said that about Karis LeVert. Well, Dylan Brooks is going to do some dumb stuff too. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> every single night. That's what he does. Marcus, please save this conversation. I apologize for last I, second. I do, I do think we're sleeping on the Cavs, but for a good reason. Uh, I mean, staving off the Knicks isn't exactly an 
an alarming thing, right? It's like, oh, they beat four. They what's beat the What's the best case scenario for the Cavs in the postseason this year? Uh, Could they make I mean, the conference finals? No, here's what's going to happen. I, I think Darius can, Garland man. is going to beat the Knicks and then bow out in the second round, and Marcus is going to be like, man, Darius Garland's built, for the, built for the playoffs. Built for the playoffs, baby. <laughs> Built for the playoffs. That's exactly what I'm Tyrese Max is gonna shut him down. <laughs> Tyrese Max shut him down. Whoa. Now we've gone too far. Now we've gone too far. I was with you with Game Vincent, but I do feel like they're gonna get somebody, man. Like, mm. like I mean, four or five they'll do that, but Look, man, I'm I think telling, they get somebody. Evan Mobley is going to have an amazing playoff run. I think they get somebody. I think they're going to pull off an upset. Evan Mobley is really good. To me, it's going to be in like fifths and starts. It's going to be like some games is going to be unbelievable. Some games it's not going to be like he's never played Actually, in the no, playoffs they're before. They're playing Milwaukee in the second round. Never oh, played. that's he's, right. Yeah, it is Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, never played in the playoffs before. Like, and it's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be an incredible learning experience for him. Neither did Wes Unseld. He did Gar- all right. Garland, same thing. Won a championship as a rookie, didn't he? Didn't Carmelo Anthony had never been in the NCAA tournament, and then he won it. <laughs> also factual. <laughs> but I, I just think this team is too young, too inexperienced, and doesn't I mean, have good. Trey made the West, uh, the East Finals in his first time. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look it up. It the, he's, well, he's built for the playoffs. You can't he's compare. Built, he's baby. built, baby. <laughs> what end of game? Two minutes left. Give me yeah, the ball. Man. I'm, I'm yeah. creating something. Right. Or give it to DeJounte Murray because I think he actually has it. That's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to The Bounce, theathletic.com slash bounce for your essential NBA newsletter in your email inbox every single morning. Make sure you're subscribed to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network, Warriors Plus Minus, anything is potable, down to dunk, no dunks, glue guys, sixes beat, and of course the Bun and Cardigan Show. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. The hilarious part is I literally covered Luca in the West Finals. <laughs> And you saw what he was doing. You saw him, yeah. He was so you great. saw like he was, that. I saw him. I saw there him. There was nothing like, they could what do. What a problem. Played into the refs the entire time. I yeah. saw Andrew Wiggins take his life away. That's what I mm-hmm. saw. So funny. <laughs> like, dang, he's never been to the West Finals except the one I just watched. <laughs> except, except when I covered him in it fucking six months ago. <laughs>